Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to Spin This Podcast, a podcast where we talk about music things and everything that spins in the music world. Uh, as always, I'm Sam Dow, joined by Aiden Clare and special Kanye West uh, campaign correspondent, Max Dow. Hello, that's me. <laughs> and special second intro by Aiden Clare. Go, Aiden. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Spin This ASMR podcast. We're going in a new direction. (laughs) (laughs) That was everything I wanted it to be. (laughs) I don't even know what ASMR people do. They did exactly that. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, So, it is with a heavy heart that we announce uh, our favorite candidate, Lost the election, Kanye yeah, West. Unfortunately. Um, it was really close. Yeah, this was the closest election <laughs> ever, and Kanye lost. Yeah, hey, maybe next year. It was an extremely yeah. close election, but not for Kanye West. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I sort of wanted to talk about uh, something related to the uh, election. I know that uh, in, in the United States, they just had an election. I'm pretty sure the majority of our audience is not from the United States, so I'm pretty sure it's not going to relate to anything, you know, in our listeners' personal lives or their, you know, lives in general. What I wanted to do was uh, actually just do a quick follow-up on something that I talked about in a previous podcast, which most of you will kind of find boring. But in the spirit of the United States election that just happened, I wanted to talk about some cases of uh, American exceptionalism, especially in uh, a music copyright law. Because I was looking this up and I was actually uh, listening to a past podcast that we did and I was kind of doing a, um, a revised kind of fact check of things that I said. Um, it, this is not necessarily something I got wrong, but it was something that I kind of omitted uh, in a previous episode about neighboring rights, which as we discussed prior were um, rights particularly pertaining to uh, performers and whatnot. So like... In some countries, uh, if you are performing on a record, you actually are entitled to some copyright. Uh, In in this case, it would be neighboring copyright. Um, Now, uh, the reason why I mention this is because in the United States, actually, you're not guaranteed any neighboring copyright. Um, What happened was there was something called the, the Rome Convention, which, you know, was was in Rome, Italy. Uh, Hence the the title (laughs) Rome Convention. Yep. Ancient Rome. And uh, uh, so a whole bunch of countries kind of convened together to uh, discuss uh, copyright law, um, not only to uh, create a consistent standard for copyright law in in different countries, but also, uh, you know, artists that have their work performed 
uh, in public or or uh, on the radio uh, don't always have it just performed in their country. It's uh, you know cross-border kind of thing. So in this particular case, uh, the Rome Convention uh, was a series of uh, uh, countries that got together and kind of create a standardized copyright, especially for um, uh, neighboring rights. And uh, the U.S. did not attend <laughs> because they didn't want to. Classic U.S. Yeah. So uh, I, I just thought, um, so in this particular case, uh, if you're in Canada, um, uh, I talked about ReSound before. ReSound is actually specifically a Canadian organization. It's not just a, a, a North American organization. And if you're in the U.S., if you're a performer, you're actually just not guaranteed any kind of neighboring copyright whatsoever. That was fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were definitely focusing on your very important message. <laughs> well... That, that's well, yeah, I, I thought I wanted to keep it, uh, uh, you know, apropos what we were, uh, what the... Apropos. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> anyway, go on if you want to talk about something. No, we're just fucking such children about the whole thing. I don't know if you're looking at our, our Google Doc at all, but... Yeah, I'm looking. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um... So we have a few things that we want to get to today. Uh, the the uh, the big one is, uh, or at least a one that is big in title and maybe only title, uh, our new segment inspired by the uh, the classic Joe Pass Joe Smash format, mm -hmm. um, but about our favorite political candidate, uh, something called, we're calling Kanye or Kanye. But before that, I've got. Uh, uh, I've got my challenge to issue Aiden, as well as Max, if he's interested in the challenge, but f formally to declare this a challenge on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've dubbed it the Waterloo Challenge. So back in uh, the proverbial day uh, when Aiden and I were living together in Waterloo and we were recording music all the time, and that was my most prolific recording era of my musical career. Uh, and it's sort of the seventh anniversary of that coming up. So the challenge is, uh, well, initially the challenge was we would record a song every day between November 13th to the 21st and have some sort of uh, album that comes out of that. But I've, I've decided that the goal is between the November 13th and 21st to create something and then release it by the 21st. The hardcore mode is to be able to do it, do one track every day. Uh, I'm going to attempt the hardcore mode, but uh, Aiden, if you're too much of a bitch, you can, uh, you can, you can make one track and release it, but I mean, that's not as cool if you're hardcore. Oh, and enough. Max, this challenge is issued to you as well if you feel like making something and releasing it during that time. Uh, and then we'll probably review it on the podcast we record on November 22nd. I'll attempt okay. the hardcore mode. I, I, it's something that I yeah, have you can, able to do before. I'll attempt the hardcore mode. I don't expect to be able to do it, but I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it on regular mode because I'm, I'm very busy, but I want to partake. Yeah. <laughs> and I might not get, like, I think that's something like nine-ish days or something, or eight days. Uh, so I don't know if I'll have eight tracks, but I'd like to have at least, you know, a couple. I'd like to call it an album. I don't want it to be, like, like a bitch half album. Mm-hmm. I want it to be side one of an album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so I'll, I'll attempt the hardcore mode. Like, uh, like uh, I have a nine to five as well. So I mean, I, I like, you know, I barely find that I have. Just, I mean, like, enough you're not hardcore, energy. unless, 
Unless you live hardcore. Yeah, of course. So, did we want to do... Did we want to jump into some con yay or con nay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm down for that. This is one of the reasons why we, we decided okay. to have Max back was because of... Uh, it was, you know, in a cursory kind of way, a Kanye-themed podcast. <laughs> and let me just reiterate that I do think that 80% of his songs are trash. Mm. And I will say that I have listened to a Kanye album along with uh, several other handfuls of tracks of Kanye over the past several days. And I will likely agree with that statistic, with that ratio. But I, I did listen to some of his tracks. I also wanted to officially announce my candidacy for the prime minister election of uh, 2023, inspired by Kanye West's run for the U.S. presidential election. So Dow 2023, my slogan... Uh, Aiden, you, you came up, you were the campaign manager. You had my slogan prepared. I don't even remember it. Remind me again. <laughs> this was like three days ago. I know this squalor was... was in the word. Oh, One yeah. of those was squalor. <laughs> it has something to do with, uh, uh, banning the existence of cockroaches as well. Yeah. An end to squalor. So yeah. Like that. Dow 2023, an end to squalor. An end to squalor. Yeah. All apartment buildings uh, shall have functioning elevators and the existence of all cockroaches will be banned from all uh, places in the in the in Canada. The only good roaches is dead roaches. Available exactly. on samdow.bandcamp.com. Good plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also uh, another personal classic. news. I, I I sold a copy of Dead Roaches again, so now I have two sales. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nat bought it, so she she uh, you know, I mean, a sale's a sale. But yeah, I appreciate that. Shout out to Nat Dow. Money did change hands, so it is a legit sale. It is. I've got the receipt. And I'm this much closer to lordship. <laughs> you think that Voldemort must own land in Scotland to be a lord? He must. Well, technically, Lord came from rearranging his name when he did the he wrote his name in well, the, the words. Like, does that mean that his plan was he's going to buy some land in scotland so he could be a lord technically that that was part of his he plan must all have. along like it, it wouldn't make sense otherwise like i don't think there'd be a plot hole that 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 glaring in jk rowling's uh masterpieces in the 21st I, I didn't century. really know that that being a lord uh, that means that you own land in, in, in scotland is that the only like that's technically what that means i i, I guess, guess yeah, yeah like in well, for sure in Scotland, but I guess uh, maybe other countries have it as well. But In England, I they mean, actually have the House of Lords. Lord is like, well, there you go. Maybe Voldemort <laughs> like the, is part of that. political house. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to be a Scottish Lord. So yeah, Kanye or Kanye. Aiden, hit us up with the theme song. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that your guitar? Or what was that? No, it was just, uh, that was just the keyboard. I had it on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I listened to his album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I, I know that it had some songs that Aiden in particular really doesn't like. Uh, one of them was uh, Runaway. Uh, and I will say that as a Kanye album, it is a Kanye. I don't know if that necessarily, how that translates to a, uh, on the, the Joe Pass, Joe Smash scale. 
but there were some elements of the album that I actually thought were kind of good. Uh, I don't think every song was something I was into, and some songs I was into parts of them. Some of the songs are pretty long, but uh, they had some, some bits that were interesting. Um, but I'd give the album a Kanye because it is a good Kanye album. And Runaway, I know that uh, that Aiden, you, I, I don't know what your exact words are, but probably, you know, trash and, uh, <laughs> you know, overrated were used. Um, but I thought as someone that doesn't know anything beyond or didn't know anything beyond Gold Digger, I thought it was an OK album. And Kanye is OK. Fair enough. Well, I, so to be completely clear, I think the ratio of 80 to 20 as far as good tracks to shittier tracks is a, a fairly accurate assessment. Uh, or I guess it's the other way around. Sorry. But uh, in this particular case, there are some good tracks off of uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I, I don't mind. But for me, it's like I can't listen to the entire album just because I feel like it's weighed down. By, by some of the more like meandering tracks. I feel like if every mm-hmm. track was like the track Power, for example, which is one Kanye song that I actually really like, uh, then it would be like a Kanye. That. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that That is one particular instance I would give it a Kanye. I, I don't want to be too verbose about my opinion of Kanye because I feel like I already have been to some extent. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty much all of the input that I'm going to give in this particular one. I haven't listened to the album in a long time as well, so the songs aren't really fresh in my memory as well. So I'm not going yeah. to uh, offer I, too I, much uh, And uh, I listened to it. I listened to it more than once. Um but it is a long album. Like, I've, oh, for I sure, like yeah. it was over. It was over an hour, and I feel like if it had been like a, you know, thirty-five to forty-minute album of just like the better parts, it probably would be a, a decent album, like a good album. Even. Yeah, I feel like uh, by and large, uh, Jesus was a better album, and it's something that I think we talked about uh, on a previous podcast was that. Uh, yeah. As far as uh, uh, experimentation goes, I, I think the Jesus was personally a lot better i wasn't too like thrilled by and large on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy with the the orchestration and the production Uh, i feel like it's something that uh at least now we've seen much more often with pop rap records so uh Hmm. but you know still like commendable at least that such uh thought was put into the production and the orchestration but still just didn't do it for me and i will say that uh most of the tracks on that album were better than most of what comes through Joe Pass, Joe Smash, in terms of like, yeah, oh, for sure, uh, rap yeah. and trap tracks. Um, and then another one that I will say or have a uh, have some words about the song is called Champion, uh, which uh, the main sample used in the track uh, is from a Steely Dan song, uh, the song Kid Charlemagne. Uh, the, the part where he says, did you realize that you were a champion in their eyes? Oh, yeah. It, yeah like yeah. loops over and over again. Your eyes, your eyes. <laughs> and I thought that was fucking awful. <laughs> and I definitely know that I'm coming in with the bias of I love that Steely Dan song and I love Steely Dan in general. Uh, so it, it's not an impartial con nay, but it is nonetheless a con nay. Regarding the song Power, which I was just recently referring to, I thought that the the use of the King Crimson uh, sample from 21st Century Schizoid Man, that was a good, I thought that that was a good use of sampling. 
and yeah. you know sampling you know in general can go either way it depends on really how you use the sample and how you kind of contextualize it but in that particular case i thought that that was a good use of that sample yeah and i, I do feel that his uses of sampling at least in this album uh it felt like there i mean even in the the uh champion song like it, it, he has enough extra instrumentation around it where it feels like he isn't relying on it too much if that makes sense like you could then pull that sample out and still have enough instrumentation where it sounds like a song uh whereas uh a lot of stuff that we've heard in joe pastor smash it felt like uh the song was relied on the the sample yeah. Like that Macarena song. Yeah. I'm trying the to be OG more balanced. Pass. Yeah. So uh so I'm trying to be more balanced with my uh opinion of Kanye. I feel like I've gotten all the negative stuff out of the way, so I'm gonna try and say some positive stuff. I also <laughs> thought the use of uh um there's a song called Blame Game, which uses a sample from uh Aphex Twin, who's an electronic musician. But in this case yeah. the the sample is actually from a, a piano composition he did called Avril Fourteenth, uh which is like April fourteenth. But uh, uh, I thought it was a decent use of the sample. I didn't think it like necessarily could have been used. I think they, uh, I'm not sure if it was necessarily legal action, but there was some kind of controversy surrounding uh, Aphex Twin uh, and his, you know, uh, and the use of that sample in that song in particular. But that's actually, that's pretty much all I remember from that album. It's been years since I've listened to it. Well, I, I, I would recommend listening to it again. Like, I, I enjoyed... When I listened to it the two times, I didn't think like it was amazing, but I thought it was it had some stuff that I didn't expect from Kanye. Like I had judged him by his public persona. And while I'm not a fan of his public persona, I think that his success was earned. I can see why a Kanye audience would enjoy these works. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and sufficiently listened, fair. Yeah, I listened to Gold Digger a couple times. That's a fucking <laughs> Joe smash. That's a Joe fucking smash. I, like I, I say what you will about Kanye and the eighty percent. That is a big part of uh, the twenty percent of gold. The Gold yeah. Digger. Is that one of the only songs that you knew prior to going into this album? Uh, I I knew the one uh, Bound to. Oh okay. Because of the video. And then, uh, yeah, I knew Gold Digger. I ain't saying she Gold Digger. You just can't help it. You just got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. Uh, any Kanye contributions? Contributions? Have either of you guys watched his interview on Joe Rogan? Yes, from last I week? did. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've missed out on something. You, uh, should, you should watch it. He's... He's like kind of kind of paranoid that that he's going to be assassinated or something. Oh, like man. just like Bob Marley. No way. So That's I nuts. I think that from Kanye fans obviously there's a uh, uh you know an undying love for the man, but uh in the comment section at least on the Joe Rogan podcast episode for that particular uh interview, it was actually like people uh leveling a lot of like fair criticism at Kanye for just kind of being, uh, you know, uh, for not really having any, any kind of like substantive 
policy proposals or anything like that and basically just invoking like new age spirituality and shit so <laughs> no, i'm serious it's like you know oh yeah no <laughs> it was basically all all of his uh uh you know his political uh all, all of his campaign was basically uh a, a, a large speech that sounds like it could have been taken from like alan watts or something like that does does he have any music coming out? Was this a stunt to promote anything, or like was he hoping to win? I wouldn't be surprised, but like, like I thought he was like the whole uh, the whole bit was he had something like it was a, a sort of viral marketing ish thing. Uh, people like, suspected that because like it, it seemed strange that he would join the presidential race so late and you know not even qualify for yeah. the ballot in most states. Unless it was yeah. a publicity stunt for like a record or something like that, but but does he, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything if he had an album coming out. I, I don't. Uh, I I don't think he's actually had something made already. But I think that uh, I wouldn't expect the next. I wouldn't be necessarily too surprised if the next Kanye record was, you know, presidential themed. <laughs> yeah, I'd listen to it. Make America Yay much. again. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he doesn't do you that, should, uh, then it's going to be a disappointment. You, you should make that album. <laughs> I should make a Kanye West album. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. Just, oh, man. You could just take, like, snippets of some of his, like, rants and stuff and interviews and then, like, work that into some songs. Yeah. Some beats. He'll come after me with uh, the um, uh, full force of the law. <laughs> yeah, but... You know, it's not as bad as if he was the president coming mm -hmm. at you with the full force of the law. So if you had, if there was a time to do it, now is that time. True. Um, that's about all I had for Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> Any final thoughts on our favorite presidential failure? This show is is mostly about Kanye. <laughs> like, what's it, like you guys should change the name. <laughs> Uh, is there some way we can fit it in Spin This? Spin West. Spin West. <laughs> but then look, Spin the, the audience will get confused with Rob Alex West. Mm. Because the he's superior definitely... West. <laughs> you guys he's could so just like... You guys West. could like talk about Adam West. Like you guys could just like yeah. do a lot of things The West around. Side. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. The West Side. And just yeah. have that, that be the theme. I guarantee yeah. you... I, I would... I would bet that there is uh, a pod, not only a podcast called The West Side, but already a Kanye West podcast called The West Side. <laughs> but is there a Rob Alex West podcast called The West Side? Oh, you're talking about a Rob Alex West podcast, just devoted <laughs> well, to the character and, any, and to the and expanded universe. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the WCU, the West Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Do we want to do our one and only Joe Pass, Joe Smash? Yeah, let's do it up. Joe Pass, oh Joe Smash. Yeah. Uh, so the one song that that I picked was uh, ACDC released a single, Shot in the Dark. And if you're saying to yourself, hey, I've heard ACDC, then you've heard this song. <laughs> <laughs> That pretty much says it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, when I saw they had a single coming out, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. And uh, and then, like, I listened to it a couple times. Like, wait, this sounds like every ACDC song. Let's just say I was not thunderstruck yeah. by hearing this song. 
Yeah, it was... Uh, you might even say that the band has big balls to keep putting out the same song over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it ain't noise pollution. It's, 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 it's a dirty deed. Yeah. But I mean, hey, money talks. <laughs> TNT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to give it a, a Joe meh. Yeah, it is definitely a middling because it's, I mean... It's like a Joe neutral. They they know how to somehow make the same song again. I mean, like, yeah. it's okay for, like, if that's exactly what they're going for, they nailed it. Yeah. But it's not anything special or new. Okay. And I thought the singer was, like, going deaf. Like, how is he still making the musics? It was all pu- publicity stunt. Okay, so I'm going to offer my opinion of this song from an outsider's perspective. I mean, I, I know... Have, the- you, have you fucked with ACDC properly? Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, I like their music. I don't really... I'm not really, like, extremely into the band. Uh, but, I, I mean, I like the, the biggest songs that we've been doing in you and innuendos too so far so the only thing is that <laughs> okay so this is this is my thing i think that uh this song was like a little plagiaristic and i'll read you the lyrics and then you, i think you'll see why right away okay are you ready yeah okay i, I don't really can't exactly put my finger on it who the artist artist is plagiarizing but maybe you'll know right off the top okay shot in the dark and you're too late darling you give love <laughs> a bad name you know, this song just already sounded so familiar. I think it was like, I don't know, Kansas or something that wrote that song? I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm done. That, no, it was good. It was good. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I am looking up the lyrics now. Uh, it definitely had the elements of a lot of ACDC songs in there oh, yeah. for sure. Like, I mean, pretty much electricity is the theme of every song along with uh, uh, a woman that is attractive and uh, Talk, talking about a transmission yeah like electric sparks and genitalia yeah <laughs> classic yeah. sexual innuendos a rolling thunder truck like they're like oh man if we hadn't had a song called thunderstruck that would have been a perfect line yeah in the big ball song i think he's like talking about stds too because he just goes like crabs or something like that (laughs) 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 like there's no way that's not what he's talking about (laughs) he's talking about when you go to a ball and they're serving crabs yeah clearly oh okay so that song was not sexual at all okay so he's talking about yeah okay gotcha (laughs) Speaking of big balls, I uh, should this be Max? Do you have a story in relevant rel, uh, that is it to do with big balls of ACDC? Uh, yeah, I guess I have the a lore. I guess there is a story that I could add to the uh, the canon of the podcast. Do it. But um, I um well when when I was in grade eight, um they had like a year end talent show, and uh so me me and Sam here. Uh, we auditioned for the talent show and we were playing the song, uh, New Orleans is sinking by the tragically hip and and we got in and then the morning of we're like, uh, we had the, the great idea to switch the song out and play big balls by ACDC instead. Um, and so we did that and, uh, and the teachers were not happy at all. I basically... (laughs) I got suspended for my last day of elementary school 
and I convinced them to let me to come in to the school just because I wanted to see my friends and shit. But they made me like sit in the principal's office the entire day, and uh, and then they made me like apologize to all the classes. They Sam was completely let off the hook because yeah, man. Sam was like <laughs> the, the teachers like looked at both of us and they're just like this yeah is this is idea. this is Max's doing. <laughs> Sam, like, Sam basically was forced into this. Yeah, I got all the credit without any of the blame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it was, it was glorious. I guess and you I could never say, went to that school again. I guess yeah. you could say you were just itching to tell that story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, big balls, the, big the, balls, the lyrics? Yeah, I, and I was, I was not punished at all at home. Yeah, I think <laughs> that, that... school sucked. Yeah, I, I think it was impressive more than anything. And then they bulldozed that school last year, so yeah, I win. So who won? Yeah, <laughs> who's the real winner? I really had the last laugh. So you're saying there's and no the proof this ever happened? To you all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and also the talent show, they were because uh, of the size of the school. There was like the morning show and the afternoon show, and we did big balls in the morning show, and then we were not allowed to play in the afternoon show. Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> naturally, naturally. Yeah. Uh, it was a hit though. It was a Joe Smash performance. Oh, it was a it was a Joe Smash. Yeah. Did we want to do some uh, some get wrecked nerd? Get wrecked nerd. Okay. Alrighty. So uh, for my get wrecked nerd, the album that I wanted to recommend was called uh, uh, Hardcore Will Never Die. But you will by Mogwai. Uh, it's a uh, it's probably one of the less known records in Mogwai's discography, uh, and probably one of the I would say the most underrated album in their discography as well. Uh, Mogwai are an instrumental rock band mostly. Uh, they're they do employ lyrics just like very seldom, uh, and uh, a lot of their uh, records are a lot of, you know very kind of like slow instrumental rock post rock i get you i guess you could say um this album is much different like it's a lot less consistent uh there are much more like straight up kind of instrumental rock tracks that have a lot more kind of uh energy to them i guess you could say than uh, a typical post rock composition um there's a lot of electronics being employed and uh, what I particularly like is uh, um, just the they they have kind of like a sense of humor, and there's a there are some like particular stories that go along with some of the tracks on this album. Like there's a song called "Your Lionel Richie," which is uh, was named because they they saw Lionel Richie at an airport, and they just said "You're Lionel Richie," and uh, so that they, and they wrote a song about that time. Yes, and they referenced it in the song title. Uh, there's a particularly standout track that I just like really love called San Pedro, which is just like a very kind of uh, uh, almost, it could be like a, a standard rock track, uh, but there are no kind of vocals or anything like that. And it uh, it goes hard. It's a bop. Um, and yeah, I, I recommend the album Hardcore Will Never Die, but you will by Mogwai. I will check that out. You have uh, you have wrecked me, nerd. And I, I I don't know if we've mentioned on a podcast yet, but I got caught up on the one that you wrecked me. I think it was the last time we had Max on the show, the uh, the Klaus Ogerman one. Oh yeah, Gate of Dreams. Yeah, man, uh, that was uh, I think I described at the time uh, a soundtrack to a movie I've never seen. Yeah, 
it, it, it had a lot of good cinematic elements of it. It, it got some, some groovy bits in there. I, I will probably listen to that album a handful more times, but I'll probably investigate the Ogre Man's uh, discography. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he if you listen to like Sinatra or Antonio Carlos Ubim, you'll probably see his kind of distinctive thumbprint on all of those records. But yeah, it's like quintessential apartment core. Apartment core. Yeah, apartment core. Okay. You listen to it in your apartment. Yeah, I, I listened to that particular album uh, while I was doing dishes. Yeah. It's very apartment core. You see? You see what I'm saying? Uh, I, I will wreck Aiden, you nerd. Max, I don't know if you're considered a nerd, but I'll wreck you as well. <laughs> uh, so the album I'm, I'm wrecking is called Good Things Don't Happen Every Day by the artists Jimmy McGriff and Junior Parker. I've definitely mentioned to you, Aiden, in the past about Junior Parker because I was watching a video that was sort of like the, the making of the Steely Dan album, Asia. For one of the songs, uh, it might have been the song Peg, Donald Fagan just kind of casually mentioned, yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, a Junior Parker song or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I must know who Junior Parker is because if he is someone that uh, has inspired music of Donald Fagan, then he is probably someone that makes good music. And this album, uh, Good Things Don't Happen Every Day, I guess it was originally released under a different name called uh, The Dudes Doing Business uh, in 1970, and then this Good Things Don't Happen Every Day was uh, released with the new title in 1972. I don't know why that was a thing that happened. But it happened nonetheless. Uh, and so it's basically like a blues album. I'd say it's uh, it's got some jazziness to it and probably a bit of uh, uh, soul and even funkiness to it. Um, I think uh, Junior Parker is the one that does all the vocals for it. And then uh, Jimmy McGriff is sort of a... Uh, w- was known for his his organ playing and, and sort of jazzy and soul type stuff so uh it it was an interesting collaboration of these two like i don't really know either of them separately from this but it uh but from the other junior parker albums that i was sort of skimming through this is the one that mostly caught my eye so i think if anything i'm i'm more interested in the jimmy mcgriff side of it because of the the organ and the instrumentation and stuff but it was a very good if you're into like the bluesiness with some some sort of soul aspects to it. Okay. What, what did you say the album was called? Uh, good things don't happen every day. Okay. Because it's a little different in the notes. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I, I haven't checked the notes, but uh, I can imagine <laughs> if it's following similar trends of our notes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'll check it out. Um, my Get Wrecked Nerd, um, I'm just recommending uh, Primus and the Chocolate Factory by Primus. Um, it is exactly what it sounds. Uh, it's the entire soundtrack of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, but covered by Primus. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check that out. Yeah, I've definitely heard a few tracks from from Max from you sending them to me of this Primus album, and it is as it, it is definitely has a whimsy to it. That is the best word I can describe it uh, of the nineteen seventy something. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory film uh, of that kind of uh, uh, in the uneasy Primus 
sound of that. Yeah, uh, they, they even do the Oompa Loompa songs and everything. Yeah, man. Did we want to do some SoundCloud shout-outs? Yeah, yeah. Let's do some SoundCloud shout-outs. I, I will it. get mine out of the way quickly. Go I shout it. to no one. Wow. I shout silence into the void. You just do your own thing. Oh, wait. No, I've got one. Uh, I released a song this week. So go to Sam Dow or SoundCloud.com slash Sam Dow, uh, and you will listen to my recently released track, Millennial Millennium. It is. It will be the closing track of my Fake Mustaches and Other Songs album, as recommended by Aiden, to put it at that uh, conclusion of the album. It's not the last one that I'll record, but it is the last track you will be listening to when you listen to that particular album, and that's the last one that comes up. Assuming the metadata uh, can convert a string into an integer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for this song to come out on SoundCloud because you sent me a work in progress uh, probably several months ago now, and uh, yeah. I've been kind of compiling playlists on SoundCloud so uh, I was uh, looking to add this song because it, uh, you know, it goes with the flow of the playlist. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you had asked me when I was releasing it so it could be added to your playlist. Mm-hmm. So I 100% uploaded it within like seconds of you saying that so I could yeah. get that sweet algorithm core plays. Exactly. All right. Well, I, I have a SoundCloud shout out uh, for this particular podcast as well. Uh, the, the artist that I wanted to recommend was a saxophone player named Steve Coombs. Steve Coombs is also, uh, you know, a composer as well. Uh, he kind of, you know, improvises these kind of long, uh, uh, you know, free form compositions. Uh, if you go onto SoundCloud, most of the tracks are, uh, deep chromatic jazz. Like that's the, uh, the, the genre or whatever. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably a pretty good description. Um, most of the tracks are, as I said, either, uh, what I hear is, uh, alto saxophone or soprano saxophone with accompaniment from either a ambient kind of drone sound or a, just like piano chords. Uh, most of it is pretty kind of, uh, I don't want to say challenging, but it's the, the harmony is actually really interesting and very kind of freeform. Uh, there's usually no percussion. It's usually just the uh, accompaniment and then the saxophone playing as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's good for just you know relaxing and stuff like that. I play it at work sometimes, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's all I got. My SoundCloud shout out is going to be myself because last time I was on, I I was still trying to think of a name for my like solo music pro- project. Uh, so I finally came up with a name. <clears throat> I finally came up with a name, uh, Doctor Friend. So it's SoundCloud.com/slash/DoctorFriend, and I've got I've got a track up there now, and hopefully by the time this is out, maybe another track on there too. Awesome. And I have listened to that track, and it was a good track. I think that's the uh, the Tom Waits cover one. Yeah. That's up there. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Doctor Friend, one oh, of the yeah, only followers of our podcast. <laughs> It's true. It's, yeah. True. And uh, to fit in with the rebranding of this podcast, the song that he covered was Going Out West. So, ah, the West Connection. That's the podcast name, The West Connection. Oh, I thought you were going to try and make everything it like, connects back. Like West, like ASMR. 
No, no, no. I thought because no, I thought that's well, the direction so we're, we were, we're going. An ASMR Kanye West podcast now, but not just Kanye West, all Wests. So like a Compass West, also Rob Alex West. Let me tell you uh, West a tale Jet. about Rob Alex West. Rob Alex West. <laughs> You're on the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I am. I like the persona of Doctor Friend. I think it's. Uh, I enjoy that. Uh, the uh, the new styles of sounds that you're working towards. I look forward to more tracks of that particular persona. Oh, thank you. Does the name originate from anywhere, or is it just something that you made up? Um, it's just something. Uh, um, I think I I think I heard it on a podcast somewhere. Just somebody's like, uh, like D and D character's name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's 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 pretty good. I like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, I will also plug our new band, Ponderous Fool. Yeah. Which uh, uh, it probably won't ever have any songs come out, but it will definitely have merch. (laughs) (laughs) The lifeblood of any good band is not songs. Well, we need the merch to fund my lordship. Yeah. (laughs) The name was the justification for the merch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll also plug my website, uh, woodenflipbook.com. Um, if you come to our website, um, Christmas is coming up. We sell greeting cards, flip books, coloring books, uh, digital downloads, uh, cootie catchers. Um, use the use the promo code SPINTHIS and you'll save, I think it's 15%. Yeah. And if I see anybody use that code, I will also send the profits directly to Sam so that he can become a lord. Nice. <laughs> The lordship continues. The lord saga, as uh, as we'll call it. At this rate, eventually I will become a lord. At this rate, you could buy like two square feet of land. Yeah, but it costs like sixty nine. It costs like sixty nine Canadian dollars to get it. Yeah, which is a nice number, but it's expensive. Probably after a little while, you're gonna have to pay land tax for it too. I I mean, probably not. <laughs> it's it seemed like a novelty gift. <laughs> not not for one square foot of land. I mean, but like if you buy more than one square foot. Yeah, but I'll worry about that when I have more than <laughs> when I have like sixty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> also, I'm uh, I'm considering having a single, one of a kind, uh, Dead Roaches vinyl created, uh, and I'm, uh, for the joke, I want my priority to go towards uh, the the lordship, but of things that are I mean not useful but technically more tangible. Uh, I almost want to bump the lordship uh, to second priority after I get the uh, the the vinyl of Dead Roaches made. Cool. And that uh, after that, you could save up like $120 and buy like a little like one millimeter piece of the Apollo 11 spacecraft. Oh. All these things like are just <laughs> bumping the lordship down of my priority list. Uh, but also, I will plug. I have a book coming out on November twenty first. My book, Romantic Comedy, Romantic spelled not like romantic. There's no T in it. Uh, but the book does have the T. It has all the juicy T of my uh, experiences that the Waterloo Challenge led up to. So that uh, profits from that will also go towards the the Lordship Fund which also will be how I pay for when I make the, the vinyl release of Dead Roaches. 
Cool. No promo code. <laughs> <laughs> no promo. <laughs> I have nothing to promote. Everything that I've ever made, <laughs> everything that I've ever made is either out there or it's shit. So that's, I have nothing. To <laughs> I, Aiden, where do you work? <laughs> where do I work? You'd be prefer, yeah. Should sorry, I dox you'd myself? prefer not to say. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying you could promote like whatever company you work for. The, the non-specific You're security nine to five. company. <laughs> if you need yeah, security. the place I work at is called uh, the nine to five. It's uh, a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I would also, on Aiden's behalf, like to plug the uh, Jazz O'Clock 251 shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, none of the profits go to Aiden, even though it was his idea. My intellectual property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he generously did not uh, contest my use of his intellectual property, which will go towards the Lordship Fund. Uh, but he does benefit in the vassalry that I will bestow upon him. Um, but not until after I buy uh, the Dead Roaches vinyl, as well as the piece of Apollo 11 that I've just heard about. Biggest mistake of my life, I can tell, because I'm like the Winklevoss twins, and you're like yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> and you're just going to make a shit ton of money off the Jazz O'Clock thing, and it was my idea. Yeah. God damn it. If you had invented Jazz O'Clock, you'd have invented it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even think I came up with that joke. <laughs> I think it was probably... Um, I thought you did. If not, I will have to edit this out for legal reasons. Well, in that case, uh, I, I can actually shout out something. I can shout out the Facebook group, The Shitposting of Jazz to Come, which is probably where that joke came from. <laughs> and all, uh, many other gratuitous 251-related jokes as well. Yeah. Oh, during the whole waiting for the election results thing, uh, there was a, it was like Joe Biden, 264. Uh, Trump, 214. Jazz, 251. Good. I saw that one. Oh wait, no, I sent yeah. that to you. Right? And then it said Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you may have sent it to me, but I also saw it in newsfeed. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Spin This Podcast, a podcast where we talk about music that spins. I've been Sam Dow, and I'm Aiden Clear, and I'm Max Dow. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>